Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you Amazing. in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. You don't have to dip forever. You know that rhyme. You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off.
This is The Jesse Kelly Show. How scared, desperate, and tired do you have to be to strip off all of your armor and show your enemy your neck so he can cut it? That actually happened. We will get there in a second. It's going to be a bright and sunny day. (laughs) We have Bernie Sanders. He's not comfortable with censorship all of a sudden. We'll we'll talk about that. We will talk about America having a real, real grateful crisis. And Joe Biden, something is afoot with this Joe Biden-Kamala Harris thing, and I'm going to figure out what it is. All that coming up today on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, world-famous Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three, Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We've got emails. I finally started getting some Rachel Maddow support. We'll get to all that in a little while. But first, and I do mean first, let's go back and talk about, well, The worst place to be in the history of mankind as far as battles go? Possibly? Maybe? Do you know of any other battles where men buried their heads in the ground on purpose to suffocate themselves to death rather than go on? Yeah, I don't either. Let's talk about a place called Cani. Or Cani. Or or Cani. It's ancient Rome. All right, we're going to ancient Rome today. And we're going to deal with the greatest tactical commander in the history of mankind, in my opinion. Tactical meaning you're on the battlefield. Not not gigantic strategic, but that battle that day, you have an army, they have an army. You have to pick one guy to win. You can pick yours. There's plenty. I mean, it's hard to go wrong. I choose the man they still study in war colleges to this day man by the name of Hannibal Barca. Now, hindsight being what it is, you and I look at things differently because we know what Rome would eventually become. But what Rome is in the year 216 BC is a rising star, not the star and certainly not the superstar. There is Rome, you know where Italy is, and then there is an equally, if not more powerful nation right across the Mediterranean in northern Africa called Carthage. Rome and Carthage had already fought a war once. These are known as the Punic Wars. They ended up fighting three of them. Rome beat Carthage, but it was touch and go there for quite a while. And in Carthage, they had kind of a different system. Carthage, because they were a seafaring people, trading people, huge, huge ship people, because that's obviously how trade was done back then, but not a lot of men, not a a ton of young men to choose from. So Carthage had a huge bank account, not a lot of young men. How are you going to fight wars? 
Well, Carthage's army was almost always pretty much exclusively a mercenary army, which sounds cooler than it is. I mean, when, you, when we even talk about the people Hannibal had under him today, it'll sound cool. You have these cavalry from here and these guys from here. and uh, It all sounds very exotic and sexy. Yeah, and when you're in a military, you really want it to be pretty uniform. Everybody has the same armor, the same sword, the same shield, the same everything. It makes, it makes doing tactics easier when you know the capabilities of everybody to a T. But Carthage has a mercenary army. And... There's a man by the name of Hamilcar. Yes, I know it sounds just like Hannibal. Don't worry about remembering it. It was Hannibal's dad. And Hannibal's dad had sons. And the other reason I even bring up his dad is because I still think to this day it's really cool. All of his sons turned out to be these Roman-hating generals. They were all studs. And they were known as the Lion's Brood because his dad was a general too. How cool is that? At one point, Hamilcar... When Hannibal is a young boy, holds Hannibal over a fire and makes him stare into it and swear on his life that he'll never be a friend to Rome. That's how Hannibal was raised. And Hannibal was raised, in case you're wondering how to build a military genius in a lab, doesn't hurt having a dad like that, doesn't hurt having your dad take you along always, always On campaign, Hannibal grew up in military camps, surrounded by military training. His entire life was killing men, feeding men, moving men back and forth. Just everything that goes into being a general. Now, the situation on the ground, Hannibal's dad is dead. Carthage had lost the first Punic War. Hannibal... He gets an idea. Carthage gets an idea as a whole. Why don't we take the fight to Rome in Rome? We don't want to fight Rome on the seas. We don't want to try to fight Rome in our homeland. Why don't we go to Italy and try to mess things up there? Now, what were they trying to mess up in Italy? It's not as if they had a plan to take the city of Rome itself. But Rome wasn't quite Rome yet, as I just tried to lay out at the beginning of the show. You, you, you can picture that whole uh, the Italian boot, right? Well, Rome is not, this is not the year zero. This is the 216 years before Christ. Rome doesn't have total 100% control of all of Italy yet. They, ha- they are the big cheese in it. If you're in it, you're either part of Rome or you're really considered an ally of Rome. But those allies aren't all good buddies. Almost all those allies were people who had fought with Rome, lost, and now, okay, all right, we'll be friends kind of a thing. Hannibal's plan is this. I'm going to do what is considered to be impossible. I'm going to march through the Alps. I'm going to invade Italy because he was taking his army from Spain. He said, I'm going to invade Italy from the north, cross the Alps, and mess up Rome so badly, go tear through the Italian countryside so badly that I will win Rome's allies over to my side 
and essentially essentially cause a gigantic Italian revolt, have everybody join your team, and then you purge Rome. That was the plan. And it was a good plan. It was a very good plan. And by the time we get to our story, just know that Hannibal has already crossed the Alps. Hannibal has virtually decimated multiple Roman armies by this point. They met him right when he crossed the Alps. He slaughtered them. They sent another army up to get him. He put one of the greatest ambushes, if not the greatest ambush of all time. He slaughtered all them too. Which brings us to our story. The year is 216. Hannibal, he's in a situation on Italy. Yes, he's been wiping out Roman armies. But Rome comes has come up. By this point, they've come up with a new plan. And the plan was this. Well, here's Hannibal. He has 50,000 men with him. We have sent two massive armies to defeat him, and he's wiped them all out. Clearly, this is not a man we want to take on head-to-head. Here's what we'll do. We will essentially avoid any major engagement with his army, but we will try to starve him to death. We will set up ambushes for the massive foraging parties Hannibal would send out trying to get food for his men. It takes a lot of food to feed 50,000 men three times a day. We'll ambush his foraging parties. We'll just avoid him. We'll burn our own crops. We do what we have to do. Well, there's a time limit on that, and that time is coming real soon. We'll talk about that and Bernie Sanders with some buyer's remorse. Uh-oh. Super Beats Heart Chews are a conscious decision by me. Now, I, I, I do a lot of things that are probably not the best for my health. I admit that. But I have to be. I have to be proactive. And that, it's not for me, I'll be honest with you. And I was worse about this when I was younger. But now, I have sons. I have two sons. And I want to see them have a family. I'm going to see my grandkids one day. And yeah, I'm, a, I'm far away from grandkids, but I have to take extra steps to take care of my heart, take care of my blood pressure. How could I look at them and not do something as easy as eat two Super Beats heart chews a day? It's the easiest thing in the world. Get it done for your family. Go to GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. Buy two bags, get the third free. President, for your confidence. Thank you. Thank you for willing to do it. Um, Now we're going to get down to business here. And, uh, and, uh, Ron, who am I turning this over to? Well, uh, thank you very much, Mr. President. (laughs) I think it's uh, time for our friends in the press to leave, though. Thank you. (laughs) We're doing well. We are doing super well right now as a country. (laughs) 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We have Cam Edwards coming up next hour. The resident gun expert around here 
on the laws, on what's happening. I want to know. I'm really curious because you know my theory. My theory was I think the House is going to pass a gun control bill, a really, really bad one. And I think the Senate, I think there's a chance they end the filibuster to pass it too. Some big old gun control bill. Oh, people are going to lose their daggone minds. Yeah, that's going to (laughs) suck. All right, back to Rome real quick. The Roman strategy of avoiding Hannibal, trying to ruin his food supplies, it was somewhat effective. It was affecting Hannibal, but Hannibal was also a logistical genius. He was still pulling it off, and he's pillaging the countryside too. And the problem with a plan like that, with a long-term plan like that is... The people are going to want action sooner rather than later. It's very, very hard to sell people, anybody, on long-term thinking. Yeah, Honestly, it was the smartest strategy. Hannibal wasn't strong enough to come take on the city of Rome itself. No army in the world could have. And Rome wasn't strong enough to beat Hannibal in the field, as he'd proven twice. Just stay away from him. Let him just languish out there, and eventually he'll have to leave. But we people are a funny thing. A disease like coronavirus gets to your shores, and what do you hear the public say? Did you hear the public say, calm down, let's do some research and figure out the best way to attack this thing, and then, you know, let's not overdo any, let's make sure we're being smart. Is that what the public did? No, somebody do something. We're all going to die. And that's how you get what we had now. Well, the public was doing that in Rome, too. Somebody do something. He's on, he's on Italian soil. He's just marching all over our country. Somebody do something. Rome, the leadership, was feeling the pressure. So Rome gathers 80,000 men. The largest Roman army ever put in the field. I think at that time, I believe they had bigger ones later on, 80,000 men. And something really cool about Rome, I always loved it. Well, I loved it about much of the ancient world. You know, one third of the Senate had armor on and was fighting in this army. And the ones who didn't, who had sons who were of age, sent their sons. Both of the consuls, Those are the presidents. Rome had two presidents. They were known as consuls. Both of the consuls in this army. Their leaders of their society were expected to lead with a sword and shield in hand. There was none of this, you go here and you go there. If you you need me, I'll be having a steak dinner with the executives at Raytheon. No, 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 no. They're right out there in the mud and the blood with you, which I always thought was really cool. So, Rome, 50,000 men. Or Rome, 80,000 men. Hannibal, 50,000 men. Hannibal is outnumbered significantly. Here's what he does. He makes his way to southeast Italy. Southeast Italy. Southern Italy, in case you don't know, is hot. In the summertime, it is hot, hot. And the Roman army is marching toward Hannibal. Hannibal is, he's just very good at choosing his battlefield and he gets to where he thinks he, he he thinks he has a chance to take them on. 
And what's what's the battlefield look like? It's hot. It's flat. It's dusty. There's a river on one side and a mountain on the other. So it's fairly bottled in. There's not really any place to go. It's going to be a kind of straightforward affair. Why does Hannibal want it flat? Hannibal's cavalry is outstanding. And I'm going to nerd out on a couple military details today simply because they actually matter for the battle. Rome, even though they lost to Hannibal twice, Rome was still fielding the best individual unit in the world and did for centuries, really. The Roman legionnaire, the Roman, the, the Roman you picture, helmet, shield, armor, spear. They were just the best fighting force in the world. Very few could take them on and win. And even in their huge losses to Hannibal, the, the actual legionnaires did very, very well and held off as long as can be expected before they were eventually routed and slaughtered. But Roman cavalry sucked. It famously sucked. It always sucked. It's really weird. They never, ever figured it out. They thought it was kind of feminine. Uh, they didn't prioritize it, so they would find, I know, Chris, so they would find other people and, and basically just tell them, Are, you're going to be our cavalry. Julius Caesar used German cavalry all the time. They just they were they were always using someone else's. Hannibal's though is really 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 good. He has his own, and he has some cavalry from Numidia. You don't need to worry about where Numidia is. None of that matters. But just know this: the Numidian guys were uh, some of the best horsemen in the history of the world. They didn't even use bridles on their horses. They just steered controlled the horse with their knees. They had virtually no armor on, and they had very light javelins, and they would just ride at you and stick you and then ride away and ride back and stick you and ride away. They were just a nightmare to deal with. Super fast because there's no armor on anybody. It was They were supposedly a sight to be seen. Hannibal had those. Hannibal had these outstanding Iberian infantry. You need to think of them as Spanish. That was Spain. He had these outstanding Iberian infantry. He had these slingers. And yes, it's exactly what you'd think. Yes, men who throw balls with slings or rocks with slings. And before you dismiss it as a child's toy, know that they could kill a man with these things from a football field or greater away. Not making that up. He just had this cool looking army, but they're all different and from different places. And Hannibal had a lot of galls. And this is going to be an important part of our story, an important part of why Rome got itself in a pickle. Let's pause there for a moment and talk about you and talk about me. We have blind spots in our lives. All of us do. You do. I do. Everybody does. And those blind spots in general are created by love or they're created by hate. And they both create blind spots. I love my kids like you love your kids. My kids get caught with the neighbor kids smoking pot. The neighbor kid's a bad kid. I always knew he was a scumbag. My kid, oh, he made one mistake. I'm sure it was his first time. He clearly didn't buy it, and it definitely wasn't his idea, right? Wink, wink. Blinders. Hate gives you blinders too. When you hate 
somebody or something or so- hate gives you serious blinders and you can't you can't think properly it's why you need to try to avoid it at all costs rome romans they hated gauls and it was going to cost them dearly on this day we will get to that and our extremely ungrateful nation hang on I hate bad smells. Is that weird? Does it make me weird? I I hate even saying that, but when you walk in a room and it stinks, it's terrible. And I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you here. My boys are now 10 and 12. I walked in their room a couple weeks ago and it just smelled. It just, it just had an odor like boys. And we knew, we knew we had to do something. Well, guess what we have in there now? Granted, they stole mine from me, but guess what we have in there now? The Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It doesn't cover up those odors. It doesn't. It takes them away. It kills and prevents the spreading of mold and fungus and mildew. Basically, it's made for smelly boys' rooms. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code JESSE at checkout. That'll get you $10 off. You know, I've told my daughters granddaughters from the time they were old enough to understand what I was saying. And I mean it. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. Okay, so you lied. So That's so embarrassing. Our politicians are so embarrassing. Gosh. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jesse Kelly DC. You can find me on Facebook and I'm on locals. That's the one I can't get kicked off of. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We have this, you know, I'm not going to get into it right now. I, I'm, I'm not going to get into it right now. I'm going to get into that in a little while. How utterly emasculated and embarrassing the men in this society have become. It makes me want to vomit. All right, the battle. I'm going to give you more details on the battle between Hannibal and Rome than I normally do simply because this exact battle here is not some obscure affair. To this day, West Point, you name the major military academy, they study this exact battle as perfection. You remember how the how Rome hated the Gauls? There's a long history there. I'm not going into it. And there would be a long future there. When Julius Caesar came along and kind of took care of that problem. But there, there's a long future there. They hated each other. The Gauls were famously wild-looking, wild hair, 
They would go into battle oftentimes completely naked, which as a dude just Wow, are you taking some serious chances, pal? But never mind. They're going into battle with a sword, crazy, just nutballs. However, crazy is so overrated. Crazy sounds great in movies. I'm so not some frothing at the mouth. Okay, well, you're naked and I have armor and a spear. You're going to die. Crazy is way overrated. Discipline, way underrated. Roman army, shields locked, armor on. I don't care how crazy you are. If you come running at that like a nutball, you're going to die. There was a long history of Roman legionnaires crushing the Gauls in head-on combat. A long history of it. Hannibal knew this. Hannibal knew the hatred Rome had for the Gauls. And so I'm going to do something I've never done on this show and give you the layout of the battle as best I can. Here's what you need to know. Rome had, just picture, each of them have a line of troops. Rome had its crappy cavalry on both sides. Little crappy cavalry over here, little crappy cavalry over there. Just know they're on the flanks. They're on the wings. And they had all their legionnaires in the middle. And I'm skipping over a couple of things because I'm really trying not to, to, to crush you with these nerd out details. But it's going to matter a lot for how this thing turns out. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Hannibal, he did something different. He had his best troops, the Iberian troops. He had them hidden behind his line, and he had a bunch of people go out in front of his line and stomp around all day to create a huge dust cloud so Rome couldn't see that his best troops were hidden behind the line. That's one. Two... He had his amazing cavalry unit on his left. We'll get to that in a second. Don't worry about exactly where that is. And three, Hannibal took all those Gauls, the bare-chested Gauls, the Gauls the Romans hated, and he had them in the worst place humanly possible, the middle. The middle's where you want your strongest troops. That's where Rome had their legionnaires. That's... Why would you put your, and not only did he put his Gauls in the middle, instead of having them be in a straight line, he kind of put them out there as a bulge a little bit towards the Romans. Kind of a convex structure towards the Romans. What's he doing? Well, here's what he's doing. The battle begins. The armies start to close together. Gosh, I would have killed to see an ancient, ancient war like this, ancient battle like this. The armies start to close together. Hannibal's outstanding cavalry just takes off towards the Roman cavalry. They're not waiting for the infantry to get together or whatnot. And Hannibal's outstanding cavalry gets to the Roman cavalry and proceeds to start absolutely carving them up like a Thanksgiving turkey. It doesn't take very long, and the Roman cavalry, for the most part, at least on one wing, is gone. They are routed, they are slaughtered, they turn around, and they leave the battlefield. Now I want you to remember, all that excellent Carthaginian cavalry is now behind both armies on the Roman side, but they're pretty far behind, and they're tired. You forget about this, you don't see this in the movies. Horses are just animals. Eating, sleeping, breathing animals, they get exhausted too. They need rest. So just set them aside for a moment, but remember they're back there behind the Roman lines. The Romans 
slam into the Gauls, and they begin to win right away, unsurprisingly. Hannibal has placed himself personally with the Gauls because Hannibal has a plan, and this is all part of it. The Gauls are losing. The Gauls are marching backwards, but in in good order because Hannibal's right there. Don't turn and run. Don't turn and run. Just, it's okay. You're losing. We knew we were going to lose a little. It's okay. Fight, fight, fight. The Romans, and this happens, that hatred, that blind spot we talked about, they're getting excited. This happens to men, especially in combat, where they call it getting your blood up. They're starting to really enjoy carving up these Gauls. And so that middle that was convex before, it's been pushed back so far, it's now starting to get a little concave. And the Romans aren't really realizing what's happening there. You, How many times in the movies have you seen, have you heard somebody yell, hold the line? There's a reason they do We used to yell that at each other. You don't want anybody ahead of someone else. You want to be in line. Rome can't make itself stay in line as they're chewing up Gauls and chewing up Gauls and chewing up Gauls, and the Gauls are pushing back and back and back. Remember those Iberian troops, the elite infantry? Hannibal had them hidden on each side. They wait until the last possible moment when the Romans have pushed. They've amassed all their troops in the middle, and they've pushed the Gauls clear back. And the elite Iberian infantry then swoops in from the sides. And now Rome is hemmed in on three sides, their entire army. Now remember that cavalry unit that was way behind the Roman lines? This is the time where they choose to charge in from the back. And now you have a Roman army that was just winning about 35 seconds beforehand. And now you're not only not winning... You're surrounded on all four sides, 50,000 men with nowhere to go. And it's hot and it's dusty. And nobody, if you're in the middle, if you're in the middle of that when you were Roman, nobody's bringing you around a jug of water to refresh yourself. Here's, Here's some beef jerky I got from last night. You've already been fighting in the south, in the southern Italy, Roman heat all day long. You're already exhausted. You were just winning. Yes, let's kill some Gauls. This is so fun. And now you're surrounded. And now they start cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. And it's an all day affair. They estimate, and all they can do is estimate as they've studied this battle over and over and over again because it's one of the few times in history anybody has managed to completely encircle an army when he's outnumbered. They estimate 200 men were dying a minute. 200 a minute. I'm not quite done yet. We'll wrap this up. we got a lot to talk about with Biden and an ungrateful nation. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Jake's Mint Chew can save your life? 
Is that is that putting it too far? Can save your life? I don't know that I've ever said that before on the show, but look, I don't need to explain to you about the dangers of tobacco. And I'm certainly not judging you for your tobacco use. I have dipped a thousand times in my, a thousand, probably way more than that. I dipped for years. I have smoked before. I, I, if you name it, I've done it worse than you have. But you got to clean that up. And it's hard to quit that when you love it. It's hard to get your loved one to quit that when they love it. Jake's Mint Chew's here to help. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's sugar-free. 11 different flavors, a long cut. They even have CBD pouches. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. When you use the promo code JESSE, that's J-E-S-S-E, that gets you 20% off. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Remember, tomorrow, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Send your questions in now. You can send your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, all of it to jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Remember. I know we have a bunch of new listeners, so here it goes. There's enough heavy garbage to talk about all week long. When I talk about an ungrateful nation here in a minute, I'm very likely going to get upset. Although, you know, I don't get upset and yell and scream. I just don't do that kind of radio show. I don't want to stress people out. I don't want to stress myself out. I'm just not doing it. It's not worth it. Everything's crappy enough. You don't need to tune in the radio. and Ah, we're all going to die. I can't do that. But on Fridays, no matter what the news is, we screw off all day long. I take your questions, and we just have fun. They do not have to be political questions. They can be. It's uh, totally fine. But it can be anything, absolutely anything. Animal fights, survival scenarios, guns, history, food, men, women, whatever your thing is, Send it in. We have fun on Friday all day. If you're looking for very serious radio, Friday's Ask Dr. Jesse show is not the one for you. Now, let's finish up the Battle of Knee. 200 men a minute, a minute are dying as the, Ro- as the Roman army is completely surrounded. And... They had men, I didn't make that up in the beginning, they had Romans who were so mentally broken, physically exhausted, they would strip off their armor and ask their own men to cut their throats, and if their own men wouldn't, they'd run up to the Carthaginians and say, please, just finish it. Please, I can't take, I can't take the terror anymore. The feeling of inevitability as the entire army is getting cut down had to be, it just, it broke the human mind. And these are seasoned veterans. They actually found guys on the battlefield who had simply dropped to their knees, carved out a hole in the ground, 
stuck their head in it and pushed the dirt back on themselves and suffocated themselves to death rather than wait all day long to be cut down as the armies circle them in. That's a level of fear that I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of it before. You and I have to be really, really careful about something. We have to be really careful about our blindness. Blindness, blind spots. Blind spots can turn you into a terrible human being. Blind spots can get you killed. They can get you killed. And there's something, forget about left, right, whatever the case may be, there's something out there right now that I have to address, and this is the part that's going to get me upset, but I saw that uh, women's soccer player Megan Rapino was at the White House yesterday at the White House talking with the President of the United States. It was equal payday or something like that, and she had this to say. I'm a member of the LGBTQ community with pink hair, and where I come from, I could have only dreamed that I would be standing in the position I am today at the White House. I'm also a professional athlete, and I've helped along with all of my teammates uh, virtually here today, one teammate literally here today, uh, win four World Cup championships and four Olympic gold medals for the United States. And despite those wins, I've been devalued, I've been disrespected, and dismissed because I am a woman. The millionaire standing in the White House, standing in the executive building of the most powerful nation in the history of the world, speaking with the president of the United States of America, talking about being devalued and dismissed as a woman. We have a humongous problem in this country, and it is a humongous problem. There are people, lots of them, half the nation, I would guess, has a huge blind spot, and it is killing us as a nation the same way it killed those Romans at Cani. People have taken their grievances. People have taken their politics. They've been taught in their government schools, taught by their bad parents, about how bad America sucks. If you're a woman in the United States of America in 2021, you have the best life any woman ever has in the history of the world. The history of the world. If you're a white man, black man, Mexican, whatever you may be, Do you have any idea how blessed you are to be here? All right, I'm getting upset. Hang on. Hey, Dad. Your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, 
you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do and just freak out right now. But, yeah, I'm about to get upset. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Remember, if you missed any part of the show at any time, as soon as the show is done, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and it's on iTunes. On iTunes. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review discussing how handsome I am. I, as you know, don't like to get mad and yell and scream on the radio. It's not exactly something I do, not my style. I will warn you, though, I'm about to get upset here in a second. This will be the last time today. Hopefully, it'll be the last time this week. I can't guarantee that, I guess. You never know what pops up. But this infection that has spread throughout this country has got to be addressed. It has got to be addressed. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm a member of the LGBTQ community with pink hair, and where I come from, I could have only dreamed that I would be standing in the position I am today at the White House. I'm also a professional athlete, and I've helped along with all of my teammates uh, virtually here today, one teammate literally here today, uh, win four World Cup championships and four Olympic gold medals for the United States. And despite those wins, I've been devalued, I've been disrespected, and dismissed because I am a woman. And I've been told that I don't deserve any more. That, that person who's been devalued and dismissed and whatever, because she's a woman, is worth $3 million standing in the White House, world-famous athlete on the cover of magazines all over the place. We have a massive 
massive patriotism problem, gratefulness problem in the United States of America. I blame parents for the most part. I blame parents big time. It's it's part because I see so much of it. I'm always, always, always talking to my sons about. Oh, do you know how they, you know they don't have that here? You know they don't have that there. Oh, I'm hungry. Okay, well you have a pantry full of food. Do you know how many kids in the world would kill for a pantry full of food? There are kids without any food at all. We have bad parents who don't teach their kids to appreciate anything that they have in this life. We have bad teachers who pour this absolute sewage into the ears of kids, into the eyes of kids these days. America sucks. America's racist. America's this. America's that. And we have these disgusting grievance groups now, the feminists and the civil rights groups and the LGBTQ or whatever and the environmental groups. America sucks. America's this. America's that. And all of them, all of them now, all these scumbags, they all have huge blinders on for how blessed you are to be in the United States of America. Have you ever seen other parts of the world? Have you traveled and seen how people live? That you and I exist here is the it's a winning lottery ticket. And you were born here. You won it all. You have it made and half the country hates the freaking place. I put it out there last night and BK responded, I mean, tell me this doesn't hit home. I once went to a refugee camp in Baghdad, Iraq. There was a group of kids playing a game where they were kicking a dead dog fetus back and forth over a small creek of sewage that ran through the camp. They were thrilled when we handed out a bottle of water and some chocolates. I've seen these things myself in person. You have no idea. These people have no idea how people live. And it is the most bizarre thing in that our most, our most wealthy, our most well-off people are the ones who hate the place the most. Megan Rapino, America sucks. Oprah freaking Winfrey, billionaire Oprah Winfrey. Oh, America's so racist and evil. LeBron James, oh, this place is terrible. Our most blessed people crap on the place all the time. Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, you name it. Our wealthiest people hate the place, have no appreciation for what we have. I don't even care. I don't even care if you're a Democrat or Republican. That's not even what I'm talking about here. If you, whatever your situation is, if you look around you and you don't think you're blessed to be here, you are an ungrateful human being who had better straighten your heart out. And not for my sake, not even for the sake of the country, although this lack of patriotism is what's killing the country at its core. Not for my sake, not for the country's sake, for your own sake. I've never known a single person in my lifetime who had that kind of attitude who was a content, happy human being. They're all miserable. And you know what? That's why. That's why these people, you could give Megan Rapino all the money in the world, all the fame in the world, have her carried around on a golden throne, and she'd still find something to whine about 
all day long. America sucks. I'm oppressed. I'm this. I'm now. Shut up. I'm so sick of this whiny anti-American crap. I hate it. I hate it. I can't stand it. I'm so sick of these people. All we do all day long is complain about America. I didn't say it, Chris. That's true, though. I wish I could say it. It's true. Open up. You know what? Forget about traveling around. Open up a daggone history book and see how the rest of the world has lived. Wars and death and disease and famine and misery and poverty and people around the world today. Not, not, not a thousand years ago. Today, people will die, lots of them, because they don't have access to clean drinking water. You Almost undoubtedly, unless you're on a highway somewhere, but almost undoubtedly, you are 20, 30 feet away from a faucet with endless supplies of clean drinking water and don't give it a second thought. We have something wrong. Something wrong. And I don't know, I don't know whether I got this from my parents or what, but I remember... I, I, rem- I remember as a kid, as a teenager, and I, I had a job. I was always working, you know, whether it was construction or washing dishes or washing cars or something. I was always doing something for money. I remember this. Even as a snot-nosed brat jerk of a teenager, which I, of course, was, I remember walking in a gas station and grabbing a bag of chips and a Mountain Dew and thinking to myself, man, this is really cool. I can walk in a gas station and get a bag of chips and a Mountain Dew. This place is freaking awesome. All right, I'm going to stop yelling. I don't like to do that. I'm sorry. I did not mean to get upset. I try not to get upset ever on the show. Like I, I, I don't do, as you know, I don't do stressed out, the world's going to end, everyone sucks radio. I think there's just way too much of that out there, especially now because all the news is terrible, right? You, I mean, you can't, I mean, all the news is terrible. It's awful, but you don't need, and so you don't need that when you tune into the show, whether you tune in live at one of our great affiliates or whether you podcast the show, whatever you do, you don't need that added thing in your life. Tune in for some history and some laughs. And obviously we're going to talk politics and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't want to do that to you and I don't want to do it to myself. I can actually feel my vein pulsing in my forehead right now. I don't, but a lack of gratefulness is poison for your soul. Forget about, forget about the country. Forget about your family. Forget about anything else. For you personally, a lack of gratefulness, it is poisoning you from the inside out. Do you want to know? And I, look, I'm going to level with you here. This is going to sound really terrible, and I don't care because I'm really terrible. Do you want to know why the women are so much hotter on the right than on the left? Do you really want to know? It's because bitterness is worse for you than Marlboro Marlboro Reds. And I mean that. And I mean that. Why do we have just a sea of dimes on our side? And the left has, I mean, we're, we're joking about AOC and Ilhan Omar, and that's it. Why? Because you can't. You cannot as a human being have the poison of bitterness inside of you without it eventually affecting even how you look.
It affects everything about you. It eats away at you. So if you have that, whoever you are, whatever your situation is, if you have some kind of bitterness, and I'm not saying it's not valid. Maybe you have valid personal bitterness out there. You better find a way to let that go, Jack. All right. This Joe Biden, Kamala Harris border situation. I'm intrigued. Hang on, I'll explain. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. Jake's Mint Chew will help you quit dipping tobacco. And I'll tell you something else. This is just, that's not something I saw coming. Jake's Mint Chew has helped people quit smoking. But here's what it is. It is tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. So for the first time in a long time, you don't have to feel slightly guilty putting something in your lip. But not only do they have 11 different flavors of long cut, they have CBD pouches. These CBD pouches really, really take the edge off. I, I did not see these people emailing me coming. These people are emailing me and they're saying, hey, this is helping me quit smoking. When I'm at home around the house, want to go out, have a cigarette, I throw in a CBD pouch. A healthy way to quit that actually helps. How about that? Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 20% off. Her, uh, the VP today, because she's the most qualified person to do it, to lead our efforts with uh, Mexico and the Northern Triangle and the countries uh, that uh, help. Us. We're going to need help in stemming the movement of uh, so many folks uh, stemming the migration to our southern border. Why is Kamala Harris being put in charge of the border? It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You can call live. You can leave us a voicemail. You can send us an email. We have Cam Edwards coming up in 10 minutes. Gun expert Cam Edwards. I want to ask him about Joe Biden's plans, what he can do with executive order. What can't he do? What does Cam think they're going to do? Cam is the man to talk to about that. But Joe Biden puts Kamala Harris in charge of the southern border. Now, let's just move past the thing of she doesn't know anything about the border. Of course she doesn't. This is Everything's political, remember. None of, none of these people get put into their positions because they're actually any good at the position, therefore. It's the government. They're all put in their positions as a gigantic favor. Why, though, the southern border? It, that's a disaster. The southern border right now is a already a minor scandal for the Biden, Biden administration. And if they don't do something to stem the tide, and as of right now, there is nothing to indicate the tide is being stemmed, this is going to be a major, major scandal for the Biden administration. Now, 
is Kamala Harris going to go down to the border and start deporting people? No. Is Kamala Harris going to go down and negotiate with Mexico to have the migrants stay in Mexico that may remain in Mexico policy of Donald Trump's? No. Is she going to get on TV down at the border and say, you will not come here. You won't be allowed to stay. Get out. No, that's against everything the Democrats stand for now. Therefore, she's going down to the border to fail. There's not another way to put it. There's not another way to put it. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. Okay. Well, they did. And they did. And they did some more. And um, now you're in serious trouble. Now you're in very, very serious trouble. And they know, by the way, right now, there are there. it's not like these people don't know. They're being told, we have a major problem on the border. Our facilities are overwhelmed. They're getting people to San Diego. They're putting people in hotels. They're putting people up in convention centers. There's thousands and thousands and thousands. Uh, that great Fox reporter, Laura Logan, she and I were uh, texting yesterday, and she's sending me these pictures and videos that she gets because she has all these sources on the border. She's sending me these pictures and videos of the waves that are coming, I, I will share them with you as soon as I'm allowed to share them with you. I did ask you, though. She said I'm allowed to tell you about them. The numbers, the drug numbers, the human numbers are staggering, and it's not getting any better. Okay, well, I'm not here to beat you over the face with how bad it is on the border. I'm here to dig into this political situation with you. Why are you sending Kamala Harris? The heir apparent, everyone knows Joe Biden's going to be there for about another 15 minutes before they throw him out the back door. Why are you sending her down and making her in charge of the unwinnable situation? (laughs) Yes, Chris, I know. Why do you want her in charge of anything? I realize that. But why that situation? That is like... That is like taking over as captain of the Titanic as it eases into the water. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I'm sorry I wasn't trying to is that was that too soon to make that joke, Chris? Was it too soon? <laughs> it's it's fine. But I'm serious I'm dead serious. It is what it's like. Oh hey, you know what? Whew, this ship just hit an iceberg and it is going down. In fact, we can't stop it, and we don't even have enough lifeboats to get everybody off. Hey, Bill, I need you to go take over as captain of that ship, okay? Thanks, Bill. Appreciate you. So this is this is going to be Kamala's scandal? I wonder if something isn't afoot, and I could be totally wrong. I tell you, don't I always tell you when I have inside information? Don't I share that with you every time? Let me be clear about what I'm about to say. I have no inside information whatsoever. This is just a theory I was brewing on as I was thinking about it last night. Joe Biden. Obviously, his brain is turned into tapioca pudding. Joe Biden's there. His wife is leading him around by his arm. It's pathetic. We all all know this. We all know this. Joe Biden's going to be thrown out for Kamala Harris. We all know this. But Democrats are being kind of 
If you're Joe Biden, if you're in the Joe Biden camp, whether you're himself or his wife, there you are. You've been a card-carrying Democrat 50 years. You've been a good little boy. If you're Joe Biden, don't you feel like you're being disrespected a little bit with the how obvious the Kamala Harris thing is? No, no. Look, Chris is tapping his head like he, he doesn't know. Okay, let's assume Joe Biden doesn't know. Someone around him does. His wife definitely does. How do wives do when their husband's being disrespected? You know they don't put up with that crap. They hate that crap. Understandably so. What I'm saying to you is, and this is just a theory, again, just a theory. I think somebody in the Joe Biden camp doesn't appreciate how uppity Kamala Harris has been. I think somebody in the Joe Biden camp thought to themselves, What's the ultimate passive-aggressive play? We always have to, you know, pay homage to Kamala and give, uh, you know, oh, Kamala's here. It's it's the Harris-Biden presidency. What's the ultimate passive-aggressive play? You know what, Kamala, you actually are really important. This is kind of a co-presidency, right? Right? Oh, good. You're in charge of the southern border now. Thanks. I'm going to eat a Werther's original and stare at the fire. Am I wrong? Is that a crazy theory, Chris? Where am I wrong? It's not that far out there at all, right? This isn't near as far out there as like that time I wanted to fight a cheetah. What? I can, Yes, I can take a cheetah in hand-to-hand combat. They're like 120 pounds. I outweigh a cheetah by over 100 pounds. I already have my strategy and everything. I, what is it? Well, I, I've accepted that there are going to be some claw wounds of some kind. There's no question about that. I've, I know that going in. My plan is the choke out. The ch- there's no way. While I understand, I understand it's a powerful animal. Uh, no, this is hand-to-hand combat. There are no knives, Chris. This is bare hands. I'm telling you I can do it. The plan is accept the clawing. Obviously, you want to get on the cheetah's back if possible, but it is a cheetah. I don't think I'm more athletic than a cheetah. Maybe a little less athletic, Chris. Anyway, I understand it's going to be more athletic than I am, but weight is what it is. I'm going to use my weight advantage, get my hands around its throat. I have huge hands. I'm 6'8". I have huge hands. I'm going to get my hands around its throat. And it's going to be clawing at me and going meow, 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 or whatever noise. I think they make that sound. And then, and then I'm going to choke it out, and I'm going to get it. I am. Yeah, I am. No, you don't get a knife. That's, that's unfair. I understand they get claws, Chris. This is man against beast, okay? You accept that he has tools you don't. Why do you have to try to ruin this? Look, if I had a knife, I could take on a tiger. No, I could not. <laughs> no, I could not. Remember what I told you? We went to that museum for St. Patty's Day because I'm old and boring now. They had a, a death, like a death segment to it, and there was a life-size tiger in there. I'm not going to lie. I had to go home and change my pants. One of these tigers killed 400 people in India. One of them. You know what? We're doing a show on that. Oh, the show went off the rails already. Cam Edwards next. My sons are thieves. That's a fact. My sons are thieves because I got myself an Eden Pure Thunderstorm, an air purifier. And it's an air purifier. There are no filters to replace. It's an air purifier that takes away those itchy eyes. 
runny nose. The allergies, my allergy symptoms, gone. It's an air purifier that removes bad odors, doesn't cover them up. And I had one. I had one in my home because everyone told me how great the thing was. I put it in my bedroom. My sons walked in, liked how my room smelled, and then when I was at work, walked in and stole it from me. It's now up there in their room. And, of course, I went and got two more. And I highly recommend you do the same. Go get an Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code word JESSE at checkout. That'll actually save you 10 bucks. Joining me now with BearingArms.com, Cam Edwards. Cam, guns. First of all, what can and can't Joe Biden do with executive order? Legislation. Uh, so he cannot ban uh, all semi-automatic firearms, for example. He can't uh, ban AR-15s. Uh, what he could do is ban the importation of uh, some semi-automatic rifles. We've actually seen that. The ATF has a designation that uh, non-sporting rifles, or what rifles they consider to be non-sporting purposes, uh, that those actually can be banned via executive action. We actually saw George H.W. Bush do that back in 1989 uh, when he banned 43 models by name uh, from being imported into the United States. Gosh. Yeah. And it's kind of an open question as to whether or not Biden could also try to require background checks uh, for sales of unfinished firearms, Uh, you know, 80 percent completed uh, frames and receivers. That is a a big uh, to do list item for gun control advocates. But uh, I think that if Biden does try to do that via executive order, uh, he is going to face a court challenge on that, uh, because as the ATF currently defines a firearm, that frame or receiver has to be finished. Uh, so if you're selling something that's not actually completed, uh, then it, it's not technically a firearm. And Biden wants to basically redefine that through executive fiat rather than through legislation. Is it is it something he can do, Cam? I mean, is or is this something the courts are going to blow out of the water on him right away? You know, I, I think it's... I don't know, honestly. I think it's going to be uh, kind of a difficult court case. The ATF, back in the 1990s, uh, had a different definition of what a firearm was that included those unfinished frames and receivers. But I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, Jesse, but it's it's interesting. Um, If Biden wants to open up that can of worms, then there is, I think, a distinct possibility that this runs into a court challenge uh, because we've already seen in cases around the country The ATF and the Department of Justice have dropped charges against individuals who were accused of manufacturing um, uh, illegal firearms, uh, basically, uh, you know, using these sort of unfinished frames and receivers to build rifles. Well, the way an AR-15 is designed, there's not one receiver. You have an upper receiver, you have a lower receiver. Uh, And so under the Gun Control Act of 1968, Neither of those things actually fit in the definition of what a firearm is. Uh, And so there have been some court challenges. And rather than 
risk setting precedent and losing these cases, the Department of Justice has just quietly dropped them. So if Biden all of a sudden decides that he wants to pick this fight, um, then there are, you know, there, this does open up the possibility that all of a sudden, um, you know, it could actually cause more problems for Biden and gun control advocates because that brings that issue of uh, how AR-15s are designed and whether or not they actually, you know, fall under the auspices of the Gun Control Act of 1968. That would bring that that uh, controversy to a forefront. And they've been trying to tamp down that controversy. Cam, explain this to me. Why is ammo so criminally expensive? Now, everybody has, you know, their own talking points they throw out. I know you'll actually know Mm -hmm. the answer. What is that? Is this a government thing? Is this a market thing? My goodness, Cam, 50 cents a round for 9 millimeter? We're not all made of money around here. (laughs) No, we're not. Um, It is is not a government thing. Uh, It is a market thing. But I think it is also a, a bit of a market distortion thing. Uh, you know, we've seen in the state of Texas, uh, the attorney general there, Ken Paxton, has actually sued uh, at least one ammunition uh, seller, online ammunition seller, cheaper than dirt, charging them with uh, price gouging. And, you know, I think that we have seen that, uh, particularly from some online retailers, where they're just jacking up the prices because the way the the distribution system in the industry works, it, it, when when demand is high like it is right now, there's obviously uh, not enough ammo to go around for everybody. And so the industry operates on what's called allocation. And they basically allocate a certain amount of ammo to every seller. And those high-volume sellers end up getting more ammunition. So if you go down to your local mom-and-pop gun shop, like I live in Farmsville, Virginia, right? I've got a friend who works at our local gun store. There have been weeks when they're lucky if they get two or three boxes of ammunition to sell, not cases, boxes of ammo to sell. Meanwhile, an online seller who has a much higher volume of sales, they're getting a lot more ammo coming in. And so there is, I think, a bit of a market distortion at work here. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not smart enough to know what the answer is right away. Um, but, uh, but that is, I think, accounting for some of the price increases that we're seeing right now for ammunition. So it sounds to me like you're saying a bunch of the big-time retailers for it are gobbling up the entire market and jacking the prices through the roof and screwing guys like you and me. Well, I think in some cases that's what's happening. Um, I I don't think that every online retailer is uh, out to screw the little guy. Uh, but there are obviously, you know, some who have been taking advantage of this. And and it's good to see, you know, uh, folks like Ken Paxton uh, try to curtail that by, by bringing these companies to heal. Uh, but there are, you know, there are online manufacturers, excuse me, online sellers of ammunition who are not jacking up their prices. They're not uh, trying to screw customers over. Um, I think it is, you know, the, the biggest impact to me right now, though, is is the the lack of availability at our local stores. And and I think if that distortion were fixed, then I think you'd see the prices come down. Uh, because what happens is, you know, now if you are a mom-and-pop retailer uh, and you're trying to meet those profit margins so you don't close down, you may have to raise the prices on your ammunition, which is a vicious cycle because that then would encourage more people to go online instead of shopping at their local stores. And, and it's amazing, Jesse. I mean, we are seeing gun stores close right now in the midst of, you know, the biggest run on guns and ammunition in U.S. history, there are local gun shops that are not able to financially survive in this time. Cam, why is this the biggest run on guns and ammo in, history, in U.S. history? 
I, I think it was a perfect storm of events starting a year ago. You know, we, we saw the first spike in guns, uh, gun sales back in March of 2020 when the first lockdown orders came down. People were freaked out. We'd never gone through anything like that before. Uh, and so I think there was a natural inclination on the part of some people to, yeah, I don't know what's coming next. I'm going to go out and buy a gun. Uh, then last summer with the death of George Floyd and the riots, uh, that started all across the country that created another surge in sales. You know, people were, were concerned. They saw police pull back. They saw violent crime increasing and they were concerned for their personal safety. So that, that caused a second surge of sales. And then in the fall, uh, we typically have a run on uh, firearms in the buildup to a presidential election. We saw that again. And I think we are probably in the midst of a fourth surge right now uh, with Democrats passing these uh, gun control bills out of the House, Joe Biden calling for his gun ban and uh, gun control once again moving to the, you know, the, the top of the political wish list for Democrats. That's creating another surge in demand and interest among Americans. So it's, you know, it's just been this wave after wave after wave of things happening in the United States that are causing a lot of Americans Many of them for the very first time, and we had eight and a half million new gun owners last year, according to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, right? I mean, that's a huge surge in new gun owners. And by the way, they all want ammunition too, right? So that's one of the reasons why we're seeing such an ammunition shortage, because you add eight and a half million new Americans, they all want ammo. Okay, well, now we've, you know, we've, we've got to try to account for that. Um, but, you know, again, it's just been this continual uh, series of events that has caused Americans to, to think very closely, long and hard about their right to keep and bear arms. And many of them are choosing to exercise that right for the very first time. Cam Edwards, you're the best, buddy. How's Mrs. E doing? Is she doing well? She is doing okay. Yeah, I appreciate you thinking about it, but we can always use the thoughts and prayers, man. Send your prayers out for Mrs. E. Thank you, Cam. I appreciate you. All right. Talk to you soon, Jesse. Cam Edwards, he's the best. All right. Masks, coronavirus, Fauci, and China. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Super Beats heart shoes are delicious. And I did not see that coming. <laughs> I, had, I had heard the name Super Beats for quite some time because like, a lot of the people I hang around are, are, are people who take care of their health very well. Ah, uh, super beats this and super beats that. And I, I never even considered it because every time they brought it up, like, I'm just being honest. Every time they brought it up, I thought to myself, wow, that's disgusting. Beets are disgusting. I just personally hate them. Super beets heart chews don't taste anything like beets. I eat two delicious fruit snacks every single day, and they're great for my heart and blood pressure. Non-GMO, plant-based, gluten-free, no preservatives. Go to GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. When you buy two bags, you get the third free.
How you doing? Such a you're having you fun are... with your family. In the meantime, you're having all kind of other bullshit. No, no, I'm not drunk. As a matter of fact, well, you put your mask on. You can go yourself. How's that? Well, I don't need a mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Because there ain't nothing like wrong with me. I like your Trump. Phone. You're right. Guess who Trump likes? He likes my dad. Yeah, yeah, he do no, he doesn't like your. Oh, he he does. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? You come on. Never gonna get old, Chris. You know it's gonna be ten years from now. We're still gonna be playing that here on here on the Jesse Kelly Show. Sombrero Jesse is here for you today. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. The Shogun is here to help. Headline: This is from JustTheNews.com. On a little noticed panel, Fauci and Chinese counterpart envision lengthy. COVID instructions, COVID restrictions. Chris, did you see what Ted Cruz did yesterday? I love Ted. We got to get Ted back on the show. I've got to go. Shoot, what is it? Oh, I have to go to an event with him next month. Crap, I forgot about that. I should probably have these conversations when we're not live nationwide, but never mind. Um, he gets asked. He steps up to the microphone at the Capitol, and these whiny little reporters are asking him to put on a mask. Play that bite from Ted. Uh, yeah, when I'm talking to the TV camera, I'm not going to wear a mask, and all of us have been immunized, so. You make us feel better. Uh, you're welcome to step away if you like. CDC guidance is what we're following. <laughs> Chris, do we have a real fatherhood crisis in this country? It would make us feel better. You know what my first instinct was? Well, who gives a crap how you feel? It would make us feel better. He just got done telling you he got immunized anyway. It's probably a reporter that's 20-some years old, 30-some years old, and unless the reporter's morbidly obese at virtually no risk of coming down with serious symptoms from corona, it would make us feel better. Oh, man. I, t I tell you what. I'm glad I had the dad I had. Sometimes I think about that a lot when I see these whiny little snots. Whining about this. It would make me feel better. Uh, that's really upsetting. I'm so glad I had my dad. I, I, I picture like the things my dad would have said or done to me had, if I had whined like this. It would, I would not be here behind the microphone. I'll tell you. That. I would already be dead. And I had one of those fathers that always told me. I mean, my dad was, uh, if you come home with an earring in your ear, because it was, it was the 80s. I was born in 81. And this was like the era of the rock bands. They were all getting earrings and stuff like that. And my dad said, yeah, if you come home with an earring in your ear, I will tear it out of your skull. And he absolutely 100% meant it. This was not like a veiled threat. No. You cut your freaking fingernails. You keep your hair short. You don't get any stupid earrings. You, I mean, that was just how we just. And to this day, I'm so bad. Now I find myself saying that stuff and not realizing I'm doing like my dad. What my dad does when my, my kids and they'll repeat this stuff, and then the wife gets mad at me. My kids, when their hair's getting too long, which too long means like three or four inches, when their hair's getting too long, it'll be, Dad, I did a haircut. I look like a hippie. And I look over, and the wife's just staring daggers at me. I'm like, what? It wasn't me. Or it might have been me. <laughs> Dear sombrero-wearing shogun of all things despicable and maker of amazing mac and cheese. I have heard you talk about how there will be an individual on the right rise up and become a tyrant the left is actually afraid of. 
I believe that in the next 10 to 15 years, it will happen. And if we're being honest, I hope it happens. Let it be known that I am not a fascist, but I am ready for someone with a spine to come and give it right back to the ones who call us Nazis, racists, and despicable people because of what we believe. I love God, my family, and this country, and I'm ready for someone to back me up. Is that bad of me? If so, then I guess I'm just as terrible as I believed before. Thanks for giving me the courage to speak up for what I believe in more and to remember that this is a fight that I need to be more comfortable being uncomfortable. Please don't use my name. I'm afraid I could receive severe backlash from my employer if they knew what I actually thought. <sighs> Look, Bill, I'm never going to give out your name. No, I'm just kidding. His name's not Bill. I'm not, I would never. You know I don't give out anybody's name. Remember this. When you email jesse at jessekellyshow.com, whether it's love, hate, and even if it's death threats, ask Dr. Jesse questions, I will never, ever, 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 ever read your name on the air unless you specifically tell me that I, you want me to read your name on the air. It's not something I believe in. I am the last private person on this earth. I don't understand these people who share screenshots of text messages they have with other friends and family and things like Dude, private is private. That email is private. That text is private. Unless it's specifically told to be shared, you keep stuff to yourself. Keep your daggone mouth shut. It's just what I've always believed. Anyway, buddy, I don't think you're a bad person for believing that. I think what you believe is the norm. That's why I say this person is coming. When I say there's going to be a fascist dictator rise on the right, it's because I believe that most people feel exactly like you feel. Human nature is simply this. You will choose safety first. If you can't promise safety, then none of, none of the other things you promise matter at all. What do I mean by that? Give me just a second. I'll explain Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council.
It is the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. You can find me on social media at DC on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm also on Locals. That's the one I cannot possibly be kicked off of, so you might want to... You might want to stick with me there (laughs) if you're interested in the social media stuff I put out. We have a lawyer coming up in about 30 minutes. Don't change the channel. We have a lawyer coming up in 30 minutes. Christy Nome, that governor of South Dakota. You know how she was talking about she's going to lose this case in court. Legal scholars have told her she has to change the bill. We can't do this. I tracked down a legal scholar, an expert in this field, tracked her down yesterday because I have sources not to brag or anything like that. And I'm simply going to ask her point blank because I want to know, is Christy Nome right? Is this some unwinnable court battle that would have been a stupid one to pick? I'm going to ask. Let's find out together about 30 minutes from now. And then we'll get back to my fascist dictator on the right here in just a second. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show here with me, Jesse the Oracle Kelly. 877-377-4373. Tomorrow, ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in. Can you believe it's already been It's already been a week, Chris? Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, for you new listeners, They do not have to be political questions. They can be. They obviously can be. I know there's a lot of politics on your mind, but it can be history, food, men, women, whatever, travel. I don't care. And I give you my word. If I don't know the answer, I will make something up. I promise. I have no, what's the wife say? No shame. Whatever the shame gene is, it didn't get inside of me. Therefore, I can just lie, just lie like no tomorrow. And I give you my word, I will lie to you. I can beat a cheetah, Chris. That part's not a lie. I can beat, I have a strategy worked out. You don't know. You've never fought one. Anyway, back to this guy's email. A fascist dictator is going to rise on the right. And it's not going to rise because the right loves fascism. It's going to rise because people, all people, Left, right, center, American, German, people living today, people living 2,000 years ago. The safety box has to be checked first or none of the other boxes matter when it comes to choosing people who will lead you. If you're on the right right now, whether you're libertarian, more of a neocon type, whatever, wherever you fall on the spectrum on the right, Your culture 
is being absolutely torn to shreds by these cultural Marxists, by the communists on the left. Torn to shreds. Uh, every worst nightmare you could imagine 10, 15 years ago, it's all coming true right now. I'm not trying to you know, doomsday you, but you know how bad it is. Military, FBI, it's all gone. You've lost it. People will not stand by. And there's not a tiny, tiny minority on the right. I'm not doing this silent majority thing, but there are tens of millions of us. They're not just going to stand by and watch it happen. They're going to choose somebody who will stop it. They will. And because I do not believe there is a, well, we just have to, we just have to be really, what did the founding fathers want in the Constitution? Because I don't believe there's anyone out there like that who can stop it. I think we will choose a fascist to stop it. Now, you asked, does it make you a bad person to look forward to it? No, it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you a person. It makes you a human being. That's a perfectly natural. That's why I say it's going to happen because I know people. I don't know much, but I know people. I'm telling you it's going to happen. But I want you to understand this. You are not a bad person. I am. You are not. But it is not something you should look forward to either. When you hear about a fascist dictator rising on the right who will punish the communist hordes, that sounds it sounds a lot better than it actually looks in practice. Let's remember something. Remember I did that show a long time ago? Maybe I'll do another one very soon. You know what? I am, Chris. I'm going to do another one very soon on Pinochet and uh, the when they went after all the communists, when he took down all the communists in Chile. In Chile. What, Chris? I can abla a little bit. Anyway. Remember this. It's, it's fun to post things on the internet about, oh, yeah, let's kill all the commies. I throw a commie out of the helicopter like, like, like Pinochet was doing stuff like that. That sounds fun. Yeah, ha, ha, it's a funny joke. Dude, they were torturing people. Pinochet took a famous communist musician and put a bunch of cigarettes out on him and broke all the bones in his hand and then made him play guitar with his broken hands. I mean, this is... Dude, that stuff's really, really ugly. It's really, really ugly. I The reason I'm so hard on the GOP, the reason I pound the GOP as much as I do, actually, is because I would very much like to avoid something terrible like that. I want you guys to stand up now and fight for what's right so that guy, that fascist guy, doesn't ever get to power. But if you don't stand for what's right now, that fascist guy is coming. I'm telling you he will because people will choose safety first. They don't want the, uh, some murderous fascist either. But they're, they're, So that's why they're begging, protect me, protect me. Are you going to protect me? Protect me. Stop these guys. You know what? Screw it. He says he will. Screw you guys. I'm going with the fascist. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. You will choose safety first. If you're, uh, if you're a woman... And there's a, there's a zombie apocalypse out there. And just bear with me for a moment. You're a woman. There's a zombie apocalypse out there. You have all your kids with you, and they're young. Bunch of your young kids with you, zombie apocalypse, looking for safety. And you have a house on the left, and the house on the left has a really, really, really nice guy in it. Good, 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 solid, gentle, Christian man. And get this. 
He has great food in his house. He's got a comfortable place where your kids can can hang out. He's got, look at all the toys. He's got a bunch of toy rooms and stuff like that. But he doesn't have any protection on his windows. He doesn't even have locks on his doors. And he doesn't, he doesn't own a gun because he doesn't believe in guns. Or there's a house on the right. And in the house on the right is a very vulgar, short-tempered man. He doesn't have a single toy for your kids to play with. If they even ask him for one, he'll throw him a coffee can and say, go have fun with that. He's rude, rude to you, rude to your kids, rude to everything. However, he has his home fortified and he has more weapons and ammo than you can possibly count. As a mother, you're taking your kids to the house on the right every single time. Why? Because without the safety, nothing else matters. That has to come first. The right doesn't realize people are hungering for that first and foremost. It's like I explained about the Christy Nome thing. Remember, we have that lawyer coming on in about 15 minutes from now, about 20 minutes from now. Christy Nome, you're trying to explain, I can't win the legal challenge and things like that. I've explained this a thousand times to the GOP. And I know I just got to, I'll, I'll go into this in a second. I got a, a swap in messages with the senator last night. They're not listening. There's not a checklist of things you have to have in order to be the next leader on the right. There is one thing on that checklist. And I'm a checklist guy. I wish there was. I want to know where you stand on taxes and immigration and, and gun rights and abortion. And the, I want to know, you know the standard conservative things. That list is gone now. There is one thing. Are you willing to take on the cultural Marxist hordes who are destroying this country? If the answer to that question is yes, you can lead the right. If the answer to that question is no, it's already over. You have no chance. No chance. People will move on. And the right still doesn't understand it. Most of the right still simply does not understand that at all. At all. Next email. Oh, oh, Google Rachel Maddow with hair. Not so bad now, you animals. <laughs> See? Another email. Thanks for the show. Just wanted to say that God gifted producer Chris with the vision to see a menorah in a piece of ditch wood and the wood itself. And really, your attraction to communist women says more about how long you've been married and you need to see the in your need to see the best in people. Thank you, Sombrero Sensei. No, Chris, you're not going to you're not going to feel vindicated because one person wrote in about you digging wood out of a ditch and making a menorah instead of just going to buy some wood or buying a freaking menorah. How about that? Gosh, Chris, you were every stereotype rolled up into one. Hang on one second. Bernie Sanders has been introduced to the real world. Hang on. something there's a podcast get it on demand wherever podcasts are found the jesse kelly show i don't want to be that guy who points my finger at you and says you have to quit dipping tobacco because i've been the guy dipping tobacco 
I've been the guy dipping tobacco with family and friends pointing that finger saying, you need to quit. Oh, you have to quit. You got to quit. That's bad for you. Didn't you know that's bad for you? Oh, gosh, I hate that guy. I don't want to be that guy. So I'm not going to be that guy. You know what you have to do. I'm here to help. I'm here to tell you there is a way to quit that is actually enjoyable. It's called Jake's Mint Chew. There are 11 different long cut flavors. There are four different CBD pouch flavors. And here's what you need to understand about Jake's Mint Chew. You ready? It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. You don't have to feel bad. Go to jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get 20% off. Mr. President, for your confidence. Well, thank you. Thank you for willing to do it. Um, now we're going to get down to business here. And, uh, and uh, Ron, who am I turning this over to? Well, I, well uh, thank you very much, Mr. President. <laughs> I think it's uh, time for the press, our friends in the press to leave, though. Thank you. <laughs> Joe Biden still hasn't done a press conference. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's the, oh, gosh. All right, 877-377-4373. Remember, in about 10 minutes from now, we're going to have on a lawyer. Christy Dome, South Dakota, says this no transgender in sports bill was a bad bill that she would have lost in court over. No chance. Says she has consulted with legal scholars. She may be right. I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater yet. Christy Dome has been a dang good governor. This was a colossal mistake, though, that very likely finished her presidential chances. Colossal mistake. Beware of your bubble. Headline from TheHill.com. Sanders, as in Bernie Sanders, says he isn't comfortable with Twitter's Trump ban. Sanders appeared on the New York Times podcast, The Ezra Klein Show, on Tuesday to discuss the state of the Democratic Party and was asked about criticisms from conservative figures that liberals have become too censorous and too willing to censor others. Quote, look, you have former President Trump, who is a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a xenophobe, a pathological liar, an authoritarian, somebody who doesn't believe in the rule of law. This is a bad news guy, Sanders said. But if you ask me, do I feel particularly comfortable that the president, the then president of the United States, could not express his views on Twitter? I don't feel comfortable about it. This is the problem with American communists. This is no different than this is no different at all than Megan Rapino at the White House complaining about how unfair and unjust and devalued she is. With pink hair and where I come from, I could have only dreamed that I would be standing in the position I am today at the White House. I'm also a professional athlete and I've helped along with all of my teammates uh, virtually here today, one teammate literally here today, uh, win four World Cup championships and four Olympic gold medals for the United States. And despite those wins, I've been devalued, I've been disrespected, and dismissed because I am a woman. And I've been told that I don't deserve any more than less because I am a woman. You see, despite all the wins 
I'm still paid less than men who do the same job. Okay, that that's I do. that. That's about as much of that as I can take. The problem with the American communist is they've never actually had to experience communism. It's easy to preach communism when you're luxuriating in a capitalist country with all the things you need. It's so easy when you're Bernie Sanders to be an open socialist for decades. Oh, America sucks. We need to spread the wealth, spread the wealth. But now, now that the American cultural Marxists have taken over everything, now he's starting to get introduced to what it's actually like. You know, he honeymooned in the Soviet Union. Maybe he should have asked around about what was censored while he was over there. It's so easy for Megan Rapino to push her cultural Marxist feminist garbage. I don't think she'll feel very valued when these people finally take it all over. She won't feel very valued at all, but it's so easy now when everything's so nice and gentle and easy, isn't it? So easy to luxuriate here. From your couch with your iPhone and your 8 million TV shows and climate control. And man, this place is terrible. Uh, uh, uh. Dear Dr. Jesse, I saw your retweet of the CBS News segment on nose masks in Mexico. In case you missed it, you just don't watch it, trust me. But there's a, there was a news segment out. Somebody created masks that are exactly what they sound like just for your nose so you can still wear a mask while you're eating and drinking anyway and i thought it was such a brilliant idea there are lots of ideas like this that i would argue are immoral to push and definitely against my political beliefs on the other hand i would like to make more money do you think it would be unethical to make money on covid on these types of products I'm specifically talking about a crazy new thing like nose masks that in, in today's America would become a thing if introduced. Buddy, I have obligations in my life. You have obligations in your life. You have to decide where you are in your life as far as fulfilling those obligations. As a man, I have an obligation to make sure my family is fed, clothed, and housed, period. Now, it's nice if you can throw in, you know, being a good dad on top of that, but it ain't nobody perfect. I'm certainly not. But you do have an obligation to do those things. First and foremost, that family comes before country. Family comes before all that. If your family is going hungry, if you need the money, and you got to hustle, go work your hustle, man. You got to feed the kids. Now, if you're doing fine and the family's doing fine and life is good, maybe, maybe you should find a different hustle than pushing more COVID panic stuff. But at the same time, listen to me. I ain't anybody's pastor, nor am I qualified to be so. I am a worse person than every single person hearing the sound of my voice right now. So if you choose to hustle, go out there and hustle some nose masks to these stupid lemmings out here who think driving around with rubber gloves on is protecting them from something, then be my guest. Lord knows these suckers probably deserve, sheep deserve to get fleeced. That's just a fact. Jesse, don't dismiss the mega hottie governor from South Dakota so quickly. 
Christy Nome has been the most solid leader throughout the year, unlike my idiot in charge, Cuomo. I think she's got a plan and a purpose for what she's doing to fight against the NCAA. Did I mention she's hot? Cheers. <laughs> okay. One, you don't have to mention she's hot. We all have eyes. But two, like I said, I, I, I don't think Christy Nome is the problem. But I don't think Christy Nome can possibly recover from this mistake. I've been proven wrong before. And I want to know how big of a mistake it was. So I tracked down a legal expert, a legal scholar, and I'm about to have her on the show. And I'm going to find out, is Christy Nome's argument that I couldn't possibly win this thing in court, is Christy Nome's argument a valid argument? If it was, fine. Fine. If it was, then we'll, we'll deal with that. If it wasn't, Okay, then then I'm being lied to. Then I'm being lied to. So is Christy Nome just another politician who did something really dumb because bad people whispered in her ear and now she's backtracking and making stupid excuses for the gigantic political mistake? Or is Christy Nome one savvy individual who's tap dancing her way through the minefield and trying to ba- trying to battle, but battle smartly. Well, you and I don't have to come up with this answer. Like I said, I found a legal scholar. She's coming up next. She's going to tell us the real skinny, and I'm not going to sandbag her. I'm not going to attack her. Whatever she says, I'm just simply going to probe a little bit. That's all. I want to know who's feeding me a line of bull. I personally, I'll tell you right now, I think that we couldn't win in court stuff from Christy Nome is a line of bull. But I'm no legal expert. I went to community college. So let's talk to one. Hang on. One forty-five over ninety-two. One eighty over one eleven. One hundred and eighty-two over a hundred, and I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself. I didn't. Now I do. Uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it, or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Well, Christy Nome says 
she shot this bill down because she couldn't win in court. She wants to be smart about it. I like Christy Noem. I want to give her a chance. That sounds like a bunch of crap to me, though, and I don't know enough about the law, so let's talk to somebody who does. Let's talk to Kristen Wagoner. She's the general counsel at the Alliance Defending Freedom. I would, by the way, highly recommend that group if you're looking for something. Kristen, um, is she right? Can she? Is this a loser in court? Did she do the smart thing or did she do the cowardly thing? Governor Nome is now uh, enjoying the distinction of being the first governor in the United States to eliminate new protections for college female athletes, as well as effectively doing so for K-12 girls. So, no, it is not the right thing, but it is not too late. She can still sign this bill and do the right thing and protect women and girls. Okay, how so she can still sign this into law. She, she, she hasn't actually just tossed it in the trash yet? There are a number of different routes she can take before Monday to fix this and to sign the bill into law, and that's what she needs to do. Um, essentially, the action she's taken so far is to recommend gutting the bill, eliminating protections for college athletes altogether, and striking out any right or remedy that a K-12 female athlete would have if her rights were violated under the bill. Okay, what specifically is her gripe with the bill, Kristen? Because, I mean, we, we, we hear a bunch of headlines. Oh, she wants men playing with women. I don't think that's it. What's her specific problem with it? Well, it's it's been difficult to track the shifting explanations. Um, you know, initially the answer was the NCAA has a policy. We're required to follow that policy so that our teams can compete. When that was made clear, that's not accurate, that the NCAA's policy does not require states or colleges to have men compete against girls. Then the explanation shifted to, well, I'm concerned that the NCAA might not give us tournaments. They might retaliate against us if we protect women and girls. And most recently yesterday, it began to be, I'm being canceled by conservatives when really we're just holding a public official accountable for a bad decision. That was one thing that really bothered me, Kristen, and I'm glad to hear it bothered you. The The explanation was somehow worse than the initial decision, lashing out at her own side. Uh, now, I, I, I don't think Governor Noem is a stupid woman by any stretch of the imagination. Did she just get caught in a chamber of commerce bubble up there of bad people whispering in her ear about all the money they're going to lose? I don't know what happened. Two weeks before she expressed her support, um, this bill has passed in three states, um, and it's been signed by two governors. It's sitting in Arkansas on Asa Hutchinson's desk right now where he's determining it. Fourteen different state attorney generals have signed a brief saying this is good legislation, it's constitutional, it's the right thing to do. So we have a broad coalition, including of even those on the left, who say we have got to protect our daughters and ensure that the law recognizes distinctions between men and women. So I think she misjudged whether she could pander to corporate interests and soothe conservatives and women's rights advocates at the same time. What is what does the future look like of this kind of legislation in your mind? I mean, you're, you're, you're the lawyer. I am the furthest thing in the world from it. Does the NCAA 
Sioux states. I, I am worried about tournaments in states, worried about who pulls out, who stays. What's the what are the coming legal battles look like that I can't see coming? Well, first of all, the NCAA does not sue states, and she can't even make a straight face claim that they do or that they have. That's not at all what's in play. Um, what is in play is we have been on the forefront at ADF of litigating cases on behalf of female athletes. We have one case involving uh, where two transgender boys have taken 15 different state championships away oh, from geez. girls in track. We represent two collegiate athletes where they're seeing the same kind of thing play out in the Big Sky Conference. This is an issue that is spreading across the nation. Federal law under Title IX says that states have the right to ensure women's teams are about women and restricted to women. But the state legislation needs to pass because it ensures states are making that decision so that the states as well as the local school boards are ensuring that girls have an equal opportunity rather than have a patchwork and, and basically denying women fair play in sports. Uh, what's the next frontier as far as a state that is going this way? I realize that we're going to get some red states. Obviously, there are going to be some states in the south that are going to go this way. Lord willing, South Dakota will go this way. Is there a middle-of-the-road purple state that's going this way? Um, I don't know that there is, that there is yet. Um, I think I'm, I'm trying to find my list here of states. There's There's about eight states right now where – um, ADF, the bill that ADF has been promoting, which includes colleges and K through 12, and ensures that girls have a right of recourse or a remedy, um, that's pending in seven or eight states. There's a kind of different state laws in about 20 some states right now that are be considering. So certainly there are some slightly purple states considering it. But I do want to recommend, you know, the Save Women Sports Coalition and some of the best supporters that we have of these bills are actually radical feminists. Because they get what's at stake. I, I'm glad you brought that up because obviously I, I, I'm, I'm against pretty much all these leftist front groups. But I, I've been curious about the relative silence from the feminists about their sports being destroyed. I, I, it wasn't too long ago some female MMA fighter had almost died, had her skull caved in by one of these people. Oh, yes. And we, we've been, I mean, let, let's put it to an even more local level that, that's dealing with our daughters. Uh, we have had calls from volleyball players, from soccer players. Um, so my own daughters had to compete in, in fast pitch. Um, so imagine what it's like when the, when the guy gets to the plate and you're playing shortstop um, or pitcher. You know, so, th so these are playing out in real time, and it's why we need courageous leadership. We need conservatives to do conservative things, and we need to, to build coalitions. And there is a coalition. So Governor Nome should join the existing coalition pass the law, and stand up to the corporate bullies. Okay, who's your governor right now out there that is doing these kind of things, these kind of culture war battle things, and, and holding fast? Who is it? Is it all heavy D? Who is it? The uh, Mississippi's governor has stood strong. Idaho's governor has stood strong. We're hoping that the right now the bill is sitting on Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson's desk. He's considering it right now, and so we're hoping the people will contact him and urge him to support it. Um, and in, in our particular state, I'm in Arizona right now, and in Arizona, um, the bill a bill went through the legislature. Um, it, it didn't get out of, I don't think it got out of committee yet, um, and we're hoping that they'll consider it again. So, But like I said, there's over 20 states that are considering these kinds of proposals. 
because they're recognizing we have got to start standing or we're going to lose our rights and we're endangering our daughters. Amen. Kristen Wagoner, thank you so much, ma'am. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. I think it's awesome. What have I been saying about balkanize? And, and you see it clear as day as you see certain areas and the nation as a whole losing its mind. There are states that are moving the direction you want it to go. It's not all bad news right now if you're able to move. And that sucks. It's not like I don't think for a second as some I've moved all over the country. I've moved 20 times in my life. Just in states, around states, across the country, I know how much of a big deal it is to move. So I'm not sitting here acting, wow, well, just move. It's easy. Anyone can. I, I understand you might not be in a situation where you can. I understand even if you can, it's a huge pain, possibly a huge expense. But I'm telling you, the direction this place is going means you being in one of these states is going to end up with a better life and more protection for you and your family. Now, I have to address something about my pickup truck, and it's important. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You know there's gross stuff in the air, right? Gross smells, stuff that cause allergies. You know an Eden Pure Thunderstorm will take care of that? And keep in mind, it's compact. They're quiet. It doesn't sound like a jet engine taking off. And they're extremely powerful. These Eden Pure Thunderstorms do not cover up odors. They eliminate them. Those allergies that are killing you, like they kill me, eyes itching, nose running, sneezing, yeah, I don't wake up like that anymore. If you do, it's time for you to get an Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It kills and prevents the spreading of mold and fungus and mildew anywhere in your home. It's time to stop breathing dirty air. And there's a deal out there for Jesse Kelly listeners. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com, that's EdenPureDeals.com, and you use the code JESSE at checkout, that'll save you 10 bucks. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. We are so close to ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I can almost, I can almost taste it. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right. I understand that for some reason, unbeknown to me, that our audience is full of bad people who they attack me. They've attacked me about the Rachel Maddow thing and the, and the Jennifer Saki thing. So I understand I'm asking for it when I put out this kind of personal, private information. Nevertheless, five, six years ago, four or five years ago, I forget, when I bought my pickup truck, I wanted one with a four-wheel drive. 
Obviously, I never even knew there were two-wheel drive pickup trucks until I left Montana and found out people buying with two-wheel drive. But the truck I wanted had a sunroof, okay, a sunroof. I understand that's not the most manly thing in the world to have a sunroof in your pickup truck. However, my truck has a sunroof. Sunroof, of course, well, it broke. I never used it. The kids tried to open it one time when we were driving down the road. They opened it. But I mean, it might have been the first time it was ever open. They wanted to open it up and, you know, stick their hands out and stuff like that. Of course, the thing breaks. It stays open. I, as you know, I have been yelling and screaming about being more purposeful with where we spend and don't spend our money. So I had a broken sunroof. I didn't want to take it to one of the gigantic shops out there, one of the big commercial stores. I found a local small business mechanic and took my truck in. And I'll be honest with you, because I'm a narcissistic idiot, I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, small business. And I walk in and I like the guy instantly, right? Oh, we're, we're talking. Tell him about my sunroof. Comes back to me after looking into it and says, it's going to be $2,600 to fix your sunroof, which uh, my first car cost $600. I'm now having to fix a sunroof. I don't even want, but I have to get it closed, right? I don't have an option of not fixing it. So I have to get it closed. So they've got me and I'm all proud of myself. And I take it in a week ago, last Thursday, I take it in and he tells me, Oh, yeah, just bring it in Thursday. I waited till the parts were even in because I couldn't afford to be without my pickup truck. Waited for the parts to be in. Bring it in Thursday. And then, uh, oh, just come back Friday. It'll be ready next day. I need about a half day. We'll throw that new sunroof in there. Okay, fine. Good deal. Since that day, I have called every single day asking if my truck is ready. And every single day, he has told me, tomorrow, 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 every single day. Finally, two days ago, I call him and I say, buddy, I'm having to pay to be driven to work every single day now. I don't have a fleet of cars. I'm having to pay to go to work. I'm having to pay to go home. My truck better be ready. Oh, okay. Come in. Come in this afternoon. It'll be ready. This was yesterday afternoon. I take off from work when I'm done doing radio and TV, being really famous and important. What, Chris? And I go down. I get there. And don't pee on my foot and tell me it's raining. I show up, and there is nothing, nothing that has been done on my truck. The sunroof that was in there is out, and there's a crew of his entire crew. Three or four guys are all in my truck scrambling. I'm telling you right now, nobody touched my truck until yesterday, and I was just getting blown off and blown off and blown off. And then I get there, and what am I supposed to do? Go back and fix it myself? So I get there, and he said, all right, we're working on it. We're working on it. And I sit there after I get there, after I get to the shop for about an hour, hour and a half last, last night, and there's nothing to be done. And I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I get a call from the wife, and she says, well, why don't I just come get you and bring you home? And I'm so mad. I said, no, I'm walking. And I just stormed out the front door. And I didn't even know how far it was. It was miles. I just stormed out the front door. I had a T-shirt and shorts on. The wind was blowing. It was raining. And I just stormed home. (laughs) And look, I still don't have my truck. Still don't have my truck. I may never have my truck again. And 
that feeling of helplessness when you drop your car off, it almost made Chris's, you know, I'm a car guy thing more appealing. It did. And what do I do? What do I do today if he doesn't have it ready? Anything? Can anything be done? The answer is nothing. I can't drive around with a truck with a gigantic hole in the roof. I mean, lesson learned, I'll never have a sunroof again. What a useless feature on a vehicle. Lesson learned. But, man, did I get burnt and I got burnt bad. So what, I can yell and scream? What do you do, threaten to sue? I've never threatened to sue anybody before. I can't be that guy. You can't do anything. But turn around and take it. That's all you can do. Gosh, I'm steamed about it. I just had to get that off my chest, Chris. I had to get it off my chest. If I can't vent here, where can I vent? To Ask Dr. Jesse Friday tomorrow. Remember, if you call 877-377-4373 and we're either not there or we're on the other lines, leave a voicemail. We will play your voicemail on the air. Or email jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I am tired of being made fun of for lining up my two Super Beats heart chews beside my water glass at dinner time every single night. You see, I eat Super Beats heart chews, yes, because they're delicious, but also because they support healthy blood pressure, and I need that. They support heart health, and I need that. They support circulation, and I need that. And so I eat two of them every single day, as you should. Only mine, I line them up in perfect lines beside my glass. I don't know why I do this. I just feel the need to have them in line. And now my family laughs at me about it. My kids will reach over and move them out of line when I'm not looking. And it's just disrespectful. Go to GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. When you buy two bags, you get the third free. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, the entire show was available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. If you're on iTunes, leave a five-star rating Leave a review talking about how handsome I am. We already have Ask Dr. Jesse questions flooding in. It's going to be a great day. Got an email from this dude. Another guy, Chris. Another guy got my my dream where you're defending yourself and you can't hurt the guy. He apparently was getting charged in an alley with a knife and goes for his pistol. And it turns out it's a pink pistol and it shoots, but it doesn't hurt him. And he's getting charged. This is a weird dream. Why is this dream so common? Look, I thought only me, the Shogun, had these dreams, but apparently this is a dream also for the common people. Chris, what? What? It's going to be a great day tomorrow. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Catch me on Tucker Carlson tonight as well. Not to brag. That's all.
The Jesse Kelly Show. On The Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good-looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I Usually my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the foundation's homeless veteran program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code JESSE for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. CHOQ.com code JESSE. Limited time offer, subscription cancelable at any time. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse.